At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome back in hour number two of primetime action live from Las Vegas, our South Point Sportsbook Studio with Adam Burke. I'm Ben Wilson. Wyatt Tomchak behind the glass uh, with a whole lot of baseball discussion on a Friday night. We've got college football still to come. We are breaking down two different conferences tonight. Sunbelt Conference USA going to be a lot of fun here uh, with, with you, Adam. And we'll also get into some NFL news and notes, some more NFL season long props we'll get into this hour as well. Right now, though. By a time check, who, as we just said, he's grown so much as a producer in the last 48 hours with the various voices. Now he can use his normal voice, so we're, we're giving you a break there, Wyatt. Normal voice as we update all well, the scores I want the around play voice. That's what I want. The, the deep baritones of. Yeah. It's tough to. You gotta, you gotta get in rhythm, you know. It's a lot of. Gotta get in Adam, the Okay, Adam mentions that because Wyatt Tomchak, the radio play by play voice of the UNLV women's basketball program. So, a team that just went to the NCAA tournament. So, Wyatt just called a game at uh, March Madness. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We were up in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Up in? You were, you were down, down in? Down in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were I've, up I've in one of the. Tucson's sub- a cool town. Oh, I, Tucson's. I was just in Tucson That's for a broadcast were. about a month ago. Great place. Oh, it was, but it was it's great. one of the more southernmost cities in well, the maybe, continental United States. Maybe so next go, year we're down in Tucson. Maybe right? next year we'll get pictures from Kelly Bidlin going to Tucson on his maybe cross country voyage. Kelly Bidlin back Monday. So this is your. Uh, you have two chances left, Wyatt, to update the scores. If you want to go play by play voice, you can. I mean, I'm not gonna. Put him on the spot from now. one play-by-play guy to another, you just use your normal voice, okay? Why don't listen to this uh, guy? Adam's a writer at heart. Okay? I, he doesn't. I would anything. suggest nobody ever listen to me, but then I well, would have a job. So you're on the you're the one on the show right now. Come on. All right, Come here on. we go. There we go. Scores here in the fourth inning. Marlins on top of the Mets, four to three. Uh, sweating out a uh, first five money line here with the Marlins. Uh, minus 185 on the money line for uh, Miami. Ten and a half is the total, plus 140 on the money line for the Mets. In the fifth inning, Reds on top of the Orioles, two to nothing. Minus 270 on the money line for the Reds, plus 215 for the Orioles. Seven and a half is the total. In the third inning, Yankees now on top, three to nothing over the Royals. Minus 5,000 on the money line for the Yankees, plus uh, 14 to one on the money line for the Royals. Eight and a half is the total. In the fourth inning, Cardinals on top of the Nationals. 3 to 1 minus 345 for the Cardinals on the money line 270 for the Nationals total is sitting at 9 and a half in the 4th inning Pirates are on top of the Phillies 1 to nothing minus 125 for the Pirates on the money line minus 105 for the Phillies 6 and a half is the total in the 3rd inning Tigers have tied it up against the Blue Jays 1 to 1 is the score plus 280 on the money line for Detroit minus 360 for the Blue Jays 8 and a half is the total in uh, Boston the Brewers and the Red Sox nothing apiece minus 145 as we just get a home Starling run there from Marte, so Starling Marte, four, which four. was not in the fourth. fourth. 
That's a Yikes. that's a brutal one there. Uh, minus one twenty five. That's why it narrates yeah. his personal thoughts. <laughs> that's a, darn, I hate as betting. As my heart just gets pierced by a trident <laughs> as I lose this bet. <laughs> minus one twenty five on the money line for the Brewers. Uh, minus one oh five for the Red Sox. Total is sitting at six and a half. Rays on top of the Guardians, one to nothing in the third inning. Minus two eighty five on the money line for the Rays. For the Guardians, plus two twenty five. Five and a half is the total. And in the third inning, the Atlanta Braves are on top, one to nothing over the Diamondbacks. Minus four fifty on the money line for the Braves. Plus three forty for the Diamondbacks. Total is sitting at seven and a half. Austin Riley, another home run, twenty ninth of the year. Also, Adam Burke has been the king tonight of of saying games are over when an ace who was heavily favored gets one run. And then that other team immediately <laughs> scores against them. Uh, Matt Chapman, who hit two homers last night, he hits his 19th of the year for Toronto. And Adam's like, Oh, that game's over one, nothing lead for Alec Manoa. Uh, well, Victor Reyes had other ideas. RBI doubles there for the Tigers. So. Ben and Adam one, one. So Adam just needs to stop talking is what we're, but then I would be very lonely here on the desk. So I, I got to keep talking. I'd still be here. I just wouldn't be saying anything. Just, I feel like uh, I'll be here pass, for moral support. Passes a mime pretty. By easy. the way, one thing I, I do want to mention here: um, so Baltimore plus three thirty, plus three fifty area right now, trailing two nothing against the Reds. That may not be a bad investment because mm. Baltimore's bullpen is very, very good, and Cincinnati's bullpen is not. And when you look at this game here tonight, uh, the Reds are not making any kind of quality contact off of Kyle Bradish. They do have two runs on three hits. They did hit a home run. That Joey Votto home run is the only ball that they've hit hard tonight. Bradish has seven strikeouts through four innings. And Baltimore is a big bullpen advantage as Mike Miner's turning the lineup over uh, for a third time here. So I think Baltimore may be worthwhile for a live bet right now. That is really, really interesting. I find myself now looking to see what, what, uh, what numbers can we possibly get there? I, yeah. Three, uh, you can even, you could also get a plus one and a half at plus plus one forty. That could that's be, a, a, I think that's a good point. An too. alternate way. You could look at that uh, as well. Uh, speaking of home runs, because Votto hit, hit the two run shot there to get the reds on the board. Uh, that guy named Aaron judge has done it again. 40th home run of the year. That's how the Yankees got from one, nothing to three, nothing 40 home runs. It is July 29th. August starts on Monday, and Aaron Judge has a 40 home runs. Meanwhile, Greg Allen, somebody named Greg Allen at least, hits his first. Former Cleveland Indian. <laughs> oh, there, okay, there we go. I knew, I knew that would See, you know spark funny, Adam's actually. memory. First double of the year, and it's an RBI double to put the uh, Pirates on the board against the So Phillies. I was complaining about the Guardians lineup tonight on Twitter, and a buddy of mine replies to me, and he goes, well, Greg Allen's hitting second in a big league lineup tonight. <laughs> so it could be worse. So is that, it could is be that worse. Point? Well, he's and just he, yeah, RBI double. In, in sticking with tonight's theme, he, he, yeah. he then uh, yeah, I have a, I have a theory about saying. this. I can't yeah. talk about it on the air, but I do have a theory oh, about uh, this. That's, okay. so, that's what the people really want to hear. Um, for the VEASAN plus plus. The, uh, there, uh, thank you. I, I call it the ish talking theory. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, I think people can read between the lines. It's undefeated. It is undefeated. Meanwhile, you need one more run to get a push in your first five. Three one Cardinals there in the bottom of the fourth. And your three runs, you got a ground out, a wild pitch, and another and another ground out. That's how all the three runs were scored. So take them how you can get them. I suppose. Uh, this I is suppose uh, so. this was a promising looking inning. Hopefully, it's not a double play. But. You've runners on the corners with one out, bottom of the fourth. Just get us a sack fly. Just get us a push. Uh, speedster Nol- uh, Nelson Cruz beating, <laughs> beating that one out at first there. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, Nelson. Which seems like a fitting way for the fifth run to come in. Way Nelson Cruz go, stays Nelly. out of the double play. That's great. Uh, one game does start in a few minutes. Let's get a quick preview there. James Caprillion for Oakland. The A's go to Chicago as Lance Lynn and the White Sox play host tonight. Seeing Lance Lynn in the Sox, about a $2 favorite at DraftKings, plus 170 coming back on Oakland. Total of 8.5 juiced under there at minus 120. The fun fact, Adam, the first time I ever went to a, a game at former Comiskey Park, now uh, now guaranteed rate field, I watched a A's-White Sox matchup, and both teams were comically horrible. So not that that has well, anything to do with tonight's one, matchup. One team is comically horrible. One team right is now. comically one horrible. One thing I will yeah. say, though, and, and this is something that I probably should have thought about a little bit more, but it, it's kind of crossed my mind here today. So the Orioles, right? Trey Mancini's likely last home game. They win 3 nothing. We saw the Cubs play really well at Wrigley Field when they've got some guys that are going to be sold off. The A's, who are going to look a lot different when they get back home. You know, They just swept the Astros in their home ballpark. So these teams that look like they're going to be sellers, especially losing some guys that have been there for a while, it seems like that last home game is a pretty good angle to play on them and then maybe fade them in that first road game mm. where – you know, look, it's it's a very emotional time to yeah. say the least. But you know, it seems like everyone kind of puts forth a little more effort to get that win at home. You know, get the fans salute and all that kind of thing. So if you're kind of looking at that Sunday or maybe on into Monday, that could be an angle to consider. As I sit here, still kind of bitter about 
betting betting against the A's simply because I thought a 30 cent line move simply for Frankie Montas's last start at home was ridiculous and of course they of course they get a Chad Pindergrand slam to win the game because baseball uh, essentially that's that but that's something you do have to keep in mind we see right. this happen every year even if it doesn't make any sense with the numbers and I've seen a lot of people on various social medias kind of saying like this has been a really really tough time for MLB betting that may be one of the many factors that's going on right now because of that he's just it's hard to pinpoint and find a ton of value on the card every single night so that's so basically the one what game, i'm uh, saying is the white Sox win seven to two uh, yeah, there you go <laughs> so lay the lay the run line which you can get at about even money with the white Sox, is what adam burke <laughs> is saying even though it's not an actual uh, play for adam uh we will have some nfl stuff coming up this uh, this hour here on the show we've got more uh, props there season long we'll also get into some number one pick odds for next year which is kind of more of a pseudo college football handicapping exercise than anything, but some of the news and notes from today's training camp that uh, are worth mentioning right now. First off, we find out for Ryan Jensen, likely done for the year, Adam, and that is probably a 99% confirmed thing. They're just waiting on official MRI results to come back. Big, big loss for Tampa Bay. We talked about our thoughts, implications last night. I know uh, Mike Pritchard, our, our colleague, even went as far today as saying he's picking the Saints, not because of this necessarily, but he's picking the Saints to win the NFC South. So, a lot of concern now for Tampa Bay, and they might be rumored. We've seen already some of the the rumor mill floating on this where J.C. Treader, former Cleveland Brown center, who's a free agent right now, could he be the the answer there to go to Tampa Bay? I'm not sure what you think on that as a Cleveland Browns fan yourself. You've watched a lot of J.C. Treader. Very solid. Very, very solid player. And also something I think would really help with Tampa Bay right now, he's a leader in the locker room. You know, he was uh, one of the major NFLPA reps as well. He's the president right he's now. A, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's something that would definitely help with an offensive line that has lost really three key guys from last year's team now. And obviously Jensen will still be around the team, just not in a playing capacity. But yeah, Treader might be a guy that, that winds up being a really smart fit there. Meanwhile, in Washington, we find out from Ron Rivera today, Chase Young, as he works his way back from an ACL tear, he is not going to be ready, they don't think, for the start of the regular season. So in what has been yet another tumultuous offseason for the Washington Commanders, no Chase Young to start the year. Surprised at all by that, or was that, was that kind of foreseen by you? No, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, I mean, that's a guy that you don't want to take any chances with coming off of a major injury. So, you know, some guys – look, I think also – we, we take ACLs for granted, right? I mean, we just assume that guys are going to come back just fine because it's such a, a it's a procedure that's so commonplace nowadays. But, you know, that may be something where he, uh, you know, maybe has a, a little bit longer of a recovery as the Nationals leave two men on base. Uh, we'll look at uh, uh, David. And Nelson Cruz even stole a base. In oh, the wait, really? He stole yeah. a base? Oh, my God. That's you, rough, man. You guys are mentioning the ACL. Just look at David Bakhtiari. I was I, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Yeah, great great example. And it ended up being we found, you know we only found out after the fact it was more than an ACL. And yeah, the procedure ended up being a lot more complicated than uh, than he thought. I do appreciate that you guys that for our our top our headlines for today. Number one story. Well, not technically number one on our actual rundown list, these little pieces of paper we have here, but Charles Barkley not, in fact, going to the live tour to be a broadcaster. So I know if Kelly Bidlin were here, Wyatt, that would have been like a five-minute uh, soliloquy Kelly would have delivered at the start of the show. But thank goodness for Sir Charles. Still on Inside the NBA, Kelly Bidlin, their, their biggest fan of that uh, show on TNT. By the Watches way, every the night. fourth stolen base of the season for Nelson Cruz. Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, Four. 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 Four? I guess. Four. Wow. Okay. When we return, we are going to talk about odds to be the number one overall pick in next year's NFL draft. Yes, it's not too early to start thinking about that, along with some other NFL props we'll discuss this hour when we return right after this on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back on primetime action, we're hanging out on a Friday night from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio, and as predicted by one Adam Burke, even though there was no wager attached to said prediction, Madison Bumgarner start in Atlanta, not exactly going swell. They've given up another run, 4 nothing there in the bottom of the third right now, Travis Darno an RBI base hit, so uh, yeah, Mad Bum, I'm not sure what the numbers are showing you, but at least the raw line score is not no bueno there for Bumgarner tonight. Yeah, not great. Only three swings and misses from a Braves lineup that does swing and miss quite a bit. And that's the thing about the Braves. You know, if you're able to get swings and misses and generate strikeouts, you can shut them down. But Madison Bumgarner is not that guy anymore. Not that guy anymore. All right, final final chance for Adam, who's paid way too much attention to this first five since he has a bet on it. Cardinals, Nationals. You got a runner on, one out. So. Well, it's, it is the top of the fifth, but I don't really trust the Nationals against Michael. That's kind of what I'm, so. yeah, what what I'm thinking. Uh, my look, I've got uh, Rays money line tonight up one nothing, top of the fourth, but a runner on third for Cleveland, one out. And you've at least uh, seen some encouraging signs there from Shane Bieber after he looked really, really shaky in the first inning. Yeah, you know he's uh, he's doing a good job generating swings and misses, and and that's I mean ultimately what he does, you know. The thing that I don't understand is I don't understand why he throws his fastball ever. It's just a, it's a very pedestrian fastball, even without the or even before the velocity loss that he's had here recently. For him, I'd be throwing slider, curve, cutter 75, 80% of the time, but he's still throwing the fastball 45% of the time. I don't really get it. I don't really understand why no one's corrected it, but, you know, especially because it's, I really don't think they're going to sign him to an extension. So as bad as this sounds, I don't think they really have to worry about his arm health too much. Uh, yeah, that's um, when you've seen which is his, how they've operated it, with yeah. Andrew Miller, Cody Allen, poor cynical Guardian fan Adam Burkett. But there's a reason why the cynicism at least exists. Uh, for a, t- a stretch, there were some of those fastballs only hitting like 88 in the first inning that were missing you know, high and outside the zone a multitude of times. But he's settled down now, and Guardians should be able to at the very least tie this game up here in the top of the fourth. So of course that is going to end up being a sweat for me tonight. I can I can feel it already. Definitely going to be one. Uh, we go to the NFL now. Talk some of the NFL training camp news and notes here at the top of this past hour. How about the odds? We're going to think about it already here, Adam. Odds to be drafted number one overall in next year's NFL draft. So this is part handicapping the top players this year in college football, part handicapping who is going to be worse than the NFL this year based on positional needs and who are they going to be looking at. As we look at the top of the odds board, this very much reflects, at least for the top two, the Heisman Trophy odds board where C.J. Stroud is about a two plus 250 to $3 favorite there to win the Heisman Trophy. He is 2-1 to one odds on favorite to go number one overall. Bryce Young, who's also second on the odds board there at Alabama, their quarterback for the Heisman. Same deal here, plus 225. Then is where things change a little bit. Will Anderson, who's gotten a ton of offseason buzz to win the Heisman, the linebacker for Alabama. I've seen him rise as high as 20-1 to one in some markets there for the Heisman. Plus 330 to go, number one overall. First off, how do you even begin to handicap something like this when we're so far out? And I would imagine the strategy is based on, I mean, remember, we were days from the draft last year and Trayvon Walker was still 8-1 to one and ends up being the odds on minus money, big minus money favorite by the time things go off. I would imagine the strategy here is you, you got to be looking at somebody down the board who's a, more of a flyer, who you believe the scouts are high on, who could potentially make a leap and it doesn't necessarily have to be in this particular college football season. That will be my thought on the surface. Is there a, is there a practical way to go about trying to identify somebody like that? 
Well, I think last year was such a unique animal because you didn't really have a quarterback worthy of going first. You you that didn't really have. Yeah. I don't even know if you had a quarterback worthy of going in the top ten. Really, when you kind of looked at those guys this year, you very clearly have two of them in C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. The only question is, does the team drafting first overall need a quarterback? You know, if it's Jacksonville, no, because they have Trevor Lawrence. If it's the Jets, no, they're going to continue to build around Zach Wilson and see, you know, kind of where that ends up. But if it's Seattle, who I think is a very good chance at going at being the number one overall pick. Is it Stroud or Young? I think that's the only question that they have to ask at that point mm. in time. For me, I'd probably take Stroud because he's, you know, kind of played in worse weather before, and obviously you can get some bad weather there in Seattle. Uh, but I, I, the only way I think it's Will Anderson is if it's one of the teams that doesn't need a quarterback. I think otherwise it's going to be one of Stroud or Young. So you are you of the thought though, if it is a quarter, if it is a team that is in a non-quarterback need for their position. Is it is it Anderson or is there anybody else that would make sense to you as a number one overall pick? If let's just say we're taking the quarterbacks out of it and just pretending that they don't exist by virtue of thinking a team that would uh, be in that position would not be looking to take a QB there. Yeah, I mean, I, it's probably going to be Anderson, I would think. I mean, I, I I don't think it would be Jackson Smith and Jigbo who's going to be the best wide receiver coming out of this draft. I don't think it would be him. I don't think we'd ever see a you know a number one pick be used on a wide receiver ever again. But I mean, Will Anderson is just, he's such a game changer. He's such a dominant player on the defensive side. He can do so many different things. And, you know, we know that the game is about getting to the quarterback now, and, and that's something that Will Anderson can do, or he can play in coverage if he has to. I would be shocked if it was anybody other than Will Anderson if it's not one of the two quarterbacks. Meanwhile, for the rest of these quarterbacks on the list, because this list essentially is just peppered with them outside of the Paris Johnson, the... Uh, you look uh, further down at, at the Jackson Smith, the Jigba, who's at, they're at 10 and 15 to one respectively there uh, for Ohio State. The uh, the Mayo man, Will uh, Levis, which just, just just even seeing his name, I'm like, oh God, don't don't mm -hmm. show the don't show the Mayo videos. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're lucky. You're, that's all I'm gonna say. You're really lucky if you don't know what I'm talking about. Will Levis, 15 to one. Phil Yurkovich, the the the, uh, the sling hard throwing uh, quarterback from Boston College. There, he's also at 15 to one. You have Tyler Van Dyke. Spencer Spencer Rattler, what's he doing on the list? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I really, I Why? really don't know. Why? I, I don't. Is, get I didn't either. even. Is he even? How is he even relevant at this point? Right. I don't know. I, I, it's, Anthony it's, Richardson. I've heard some buzz on too in the offseason. That could be an interesting piece for uh, for. He's Florida. just not a good enough thrower. I don't think Richardson. I don't yeah. think he's a good enough thrower. I don't think he's a good enough decision maker. Now maybe that changes with Billy Napier now uh, down in Florida, and you know now he knows the job is his. He's not looking over his shoulder for Emory Jones or anybody like that, but. I mean, I don't really see a whole lot of – I don't really see any path for any of those other guys. Yeah, how, would, how would you power rate the, the QBs on this, at least the, what, the seven we've even got on the list here? Well – Probably so – probably, you would think Stroud, Young, and then? It's kind of 1A and 1B, I feel like. I don't really know if there's too much of a difference between Stroud and Young, to be totally honest with you. I mean, the thing that you could kind of poke holes in with C.J. Stroud, and I, I guess you could do this with Bryce Young too, but with C.J. Stroud – Nobody could cover Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson. Nobody could cover Jackson Smith and Jigba. We saw that in the Rose Bowl against Utah. And he's going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. and several other guys he can throw to that are going to be wide open all the time. So Young's probably made more contested throws, and he plays in the best conference in the country. So maybe scouts will kind of prioritize Young. The, the Will Levis thing, I don't really understand. I mean, I know that he played in an NFL-style offense with offensive coordinator Liam Cohen, who goes back to the Rams now to be their offensive coordinator. But that's a guy that nobody really talked about that much at Penn yeah. State. You know, He wasn't great last year at Kentucky, and Kentucky is a run-first offense that was really dominant on the ground. So I don't get that. I think Tyler Van Dyke is really good. I think Tyler Van Dyke is a guy that could end up moving up draft boards a little bit here, and possibly mm. a guy like Dylan Gabriel, who I think is a, is a decent medium shot to win the Heisman. Decent to medium deep uh, shot to win the Heisman. We talked about that last night with the Heisman Trophy odds. And as a result here, I would I would probably venture to guess, and based on this conversation, you'd like, if you shop around, you'd like to find better than plus 330 on Will Anderson. But that would appear just based on the value perception, based on us having really no idea who is going to be the number, you know, who is going to be the team selecting first overall. That's probably the only guy you can re you would realistically want to play right now is, right. is kind of the thought. Because even if even if you are believing that a team is going to select quarterback, well, if you're in a position where you it's hard to really say between Stroud and Young, and that those odds aren't going to move much anyway, and you're trying to pick between one or the other, it's not like you're giving yourself like if you wanted to bet both of those, you're not giving yourself a whole lot of win equity there. It's two right. to one and plus two twenty five. So probably Anderson is the only play. If you could find a 
four to one, maybe five to one out there, would that that be worth it? I mean, I think that's the only thing I can really even see on this. Yeah, that's the only thing I can really think of either. And and also, I mean, at this point with with these odds, there's really not a whole lot of equity in tying your money up until April to figure out who's actually you know right. going to be the first overall pick. You know, yeah. I mean, this is something you you probably want to take more of a look at as the NFL season's going along. Where what if you know all of a sudden one of the teams who could be in consideration for the number one pick has a starting quarterback injury or something like that, and then all of a sudden they completely bottom out to where, you know, now all of a sudden the team that could be going number or could be drafting number one isn't really somebody that we thought about previously. Yep. No, I, it's a really good point. Not not a bet I would be making, but it's, you know, we, we go through the exercise because it's July and we can, we need right. we need to do our due diligence on, on all of this stuff. Uh, by the way, Anthony Santander, remember you talked about that uh, Orioles in-game possibility? Two-run shots to tie it up at two there, top of the sixth inning, 2-2 between the Orioles and the Reds. Big old sweat going on for Wyatt, our producer, and the whole crew there. 4-4, top of the fifth, Mets, Marlins. They've got Marlins' first five, runners on the corners, one out. Sandy Alcantara clearly does not have it tonight. He's just trying to gut this thing out. We really need a strikeout here, Ben. Got a 1-2 well, count. Can, uh, you can go ahead and run the loser video for Uh-oh. me on this first five because the one second, third, Cardinals. one out last inning. Couldn't be lost by it. one. Oh, he got the strikeout? There's Adam Burke. You're a That's probably, that had to be pretty relevant, that video for you growing oh, up in 100%. Cleveland. Yeah. The old frozen. Yeah. Not only would the ball have gotten stuck, I'd have also slipped and fallen on the, too. on the icy court. I actually split my head open in kindergarten uh, playing tag on the, on the frozen tundra of a Mequon, Wisconsin elementary school playground. Okay. You're saying you lost the game? I don't. I actually think I won because I avoided being tagged. But what happened is I Took lost. I lost my leverage, and I was thrown into a pole, and I, you know, hit the okay. head. And there we go. We try to forget those those stories, but we, we just can't. Uh, we'll do some more NFL props. AFC West wide receiver totals coming up next on Primetime Action. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VEASAN All Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I cannot wait. For about 45 minutes from now, Adam, we're going to do our college football breakdown. Sun Belt Conference USA. Let's go. In the meantime, uh, Jake McCarthy, RBI single for the Diamondbacks. They get on the board against Atlanta. 4-1 game there. Uh, top of the fourth inning. And, uh, yeah, you, you were you, – what did you say? You were surprised Paul Goldschmidt didn't hit a leadoff homer in the top of the sixth for St. Louis right after they lost your first five by one on the total. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a rough one. 14 batted balls of 95-plus miles per hour, mm. not a single extra base hit. The two barreled balls in this game were both outs, a sack fly uh, and a Nolan Gorman fly out. So, you know, one of those things. Base, baseball is the single highest variance sport. You know, there are a lot of things that, that or so I've been told. don't make sense. There are a lot yes. of things that do make sense, but you, know, you hope to be on the right side of variance. And unfortunately, I wasn't in that uh, first five over. Meanwhile, Andres Jimenez, RBI double there for the Guardians, 1-1 game. I believe Shane Bieber just balked. So we have second and third, two outs for the leadoff hitter. And so, uh, all right, come on. Come on, Rays. I've got the Rays money line tonight. 1-1 game there, bottom four, and it is now after a balk. Uh, second and third, two outs for some reason. Why you guys got out of that uh, jam there, top of the fifth with Sandy Alcantara, so you, you guaranteed at least a push. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, wow. Hoping for a win here, but you know, Sandy, big strikeout, oh, then a fly out to center. You know, at, you hey. should take a you should take a push every day of the week with how well, awful no, but Alcantara was, was today. You gave three runs to Alcantara as a grounder to second. But I'm just saying, when you give up four runs with one of the best pitchers in baseball, yeah. you're you know, it's just not his night. Also, uh, Bieber gets out of it. So one one through the end of four. A lot of a lot of runners left on base tonight in that game, Adam. <laughs> Both yeah. teams have left the bases loaded so far. I just know it's going to be a sweat. I just know it already is one one. Already game. is. Yep. Into the uh, the bottom of the fourth inning. So we just talked about our our thoughts on the NFL number one draft pick market for next year. But how about we go back into some of these season long prop markets? We've been doing the quarterbacks. We've gotten through all. Eight divisions now, Adam. So we go back in as we look at some of the wide receiver total props. We've got these for every division. We'll start tonight with the AFC West. Keenan Allen is your leader in receptions, receiving yards. It's Devontae Adams who leads the way 
in projected touchdowns this year. These all courtesy of DraftKings. It is funny how for a guy like Keenan Allen, who especially in the fantasy community, I would say more, more so than just the general betting community, but to an extent, both was always considered as a guy you, you just could not reliably count on because of his injury history. But the last five years, Keenan Allen has only missed three games. It's been a pretty amazing run for a guy who had back-to-back seasons. He only played eight games in 2015 before season-ending injury. Season-ending injury in the opener in 2016. Five straight Pro Bowls, and you, you kind of feel like the way he's been able to keep himself on the field, those numbers where they're at 100 and a half receptions, uh, you look at what he's done each of the last three years, 106 last year, 100 in Justin Herbert's rookie season, and then last year, 1,138 receiving yards. It's hard not to like the over uh, on, on that one. It's not like touchdowns have been a huge part of his game, only six last year. But you would think his role as a possession guy is only going to increase. Maybe you look under on the touchdowns, over on the receiving yards, receptions feels about right. But pretty amazing that we're at that point now with Keenan Allen. I didn't think we'd ever be talking about him in that, in that frame of mind as a, oh, a guy you can just trust. He's going to play 16, 17 games for you. Don't even have to think twice about it. Right, and I think something that's really important when you handicap the Chargers, and you even see for those that are able to watch, you see Mike Williams on the screen as well with you know over under sixty five and a half catches, over under a thousand and a half yards. You know, there's a lot of targets to go around here with this Chargers offense, right? They were second in pass attempts last year. You would expect them to be up there again this year, and you would also expect Justin Herbert to be a little bit better this season. And Keenan Allen did that in sixteen games too. He did miss a game last year. One hundred and fifty seven targets, one hundred and six catches. The only problem with taking any of these things that are at the extreme ends of the spectrum is there is zero margin for error at all. You know, if Keenan yeah. Allen misses two games for whatever reason, or he's playing through a bad hamstring, something like that, it's really challenging to, to be able to put up numbers like that. So for me, I would try to find, you know, maybe the second or third wide receiver type guys for this kind of prop market, just because you know, those are guys that could have their roles elevated a little bit. Whereas a guy like Keenan Allen, I mean, he's got to be out there to put up no these doubt. kind of ridiculous numbers. Well, same deal with Devontae Adams. We need to mention him just because this is a, a new player who has put up huge amounts of numbers in a new system, though, with Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. It's a 99.5 for Adams, 1,200.5 on the receiving yards, 10.5 on the touchdowns. A guy who's caught 115 and 123 balls over the last two years, respectively, with over 1,350 yards each of those seasons. But this is... I mean, a situation where he built up all that trust and chemistry over the prior six years with Aaron Rodgers allowed him to put up mega numbers the last two years. If you're trying to handicap this, it's how quickly do you think he gels with Derek Carr right away here? And can you really feel confident in any of these numbers, even though they are significantly lower than what he put up the last two years there in Green Bay? Well, I think there are a lot of questions about how Josh McDaniels is going to run this Oakland or this, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders offense, because you know, for most of his tenure in New England, he had Tom Brady, right? So you just you kind of let Tom Brady run the offense. You let Tom Brady do what he's going to do. The last two years without Brady, you know, 31st in passing attempts and 25th in passing attempts, will this be a pass-first, very pass-forward offense with a competent, trusted quarterback in Derek Carr, or will this be a pretty balanced group? And if it's a balanced group, then how many targets does Devontae Adams actually end up getting here? I think it's a pretty yeah. fair question. You can extend that thought to Darren Waller, who's on our list as well. 71 and a half receptions, 850 and a half on the receiving yards, five and a half touchdowns. A guy who was on pace, had he played all 17 games, Adam would have been on an 85 catch a pace a season ago after 107 there in the 2020 season. Was over 1,000 yards 2020, was at 665 again, limited action, only the 11 starts a season to go for Waller. You would think that's a little more reliable, A, because he's been there and he has the relationship with Carr. B, because no matter what sort of system Josh McDaniels runs, you got to think, while certainly Adams is going to be a huge part of that, Darren Waller is the one constant that, is, assuming he is healthy, I don't know if that is the bigger question you have to ask yourself versus actual scheme here in, in a case like Waller's. Right, absolutely. And, and we talk about transition and we talk about teams going through some turnover. My favorite bet on the board here that we're looking at from the AFC West is Cortland Sutton over 62 and a half receptions yeah. because now you have a trusted quarterback there in Russell Wilson, and you also don't have Noah Fant, who had 90 targets last year, was second on the team, and led the team in receptions with 68. So Cortland Sutton is going to get a lot more looks here in this offense, should develop a pretty quick rapport with Russell Wilson, I would think, especially because it's one of those things where, you know, Wilson's used to throwing to guys that, you know, are fast, have good skill sets, all that. So I think Cortland Sutton is in line and poised for a really big season. 
I like his overs across the board here, but I especially like that over receptions prop. And when you consider as well, a guy like Jerry Judy is on this list. Ten more receptions, at least based on the, the, the way the prop numbers are listed. About the same on the yard. It's a few more. 905.5 for Judy, 72.5 on his receptions. And then 6.5 touchdowns. A guy who's been a mega bust so far. Has not been able to stay healthy. Uh, has dropped balls left and right when he's even been on the field. How can you have any confidence, even with a much better quarterback situation? Isn't that kind of the flip side of this argument where it's like, sure, guy has a significant upgrade at QB, but what has he shown us at all to warrant numbers being like that? I mean, pretty heady projections for like a guy who caught 52 balls, 856 yards in 16 games as a rookie there. So again, that was, and that was in a spot where he had a lot of rookie struggles. I just don't see how you're, you're expecting, again, you're paying a tax for, uh, for the Russell Wilson addition. And so you've really got to like the player, I would say, in the scheme first and foremost. I love Jerry Judy coming into the NFL. He has been an immense disappointment. I don't see how you can have much faith in him, even, even with the Wilson upgrade. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely the case here. And, and look, for Cortland Sutton, he caught just barely over 59% of his targets last year. You know, Teddy Bridgewater was fine. Drew Locke was not. But you know, you've got a significant upgrade here where these guys are going to get thrown much more accurate passes going forward. That should help everybody. But yeah. you know, again, I think it really helps Sutton probably the most because that's a guy with tremendous potential that only had 3.4 receptions per game last year. You've got to think that goes up at least into the four and a half, five range, something like that, which, you know, if it's five catches a game, that puts him up around yep. 85 catches. So, you know, I, I think that's one where I would definitely expect him to take a pretty big leap. As far as the Chiefs on this list, you have Travis Kelsey, 90 and a half on his receptions, 1100 and a half on the reception yards, and then nine and a half on the touchdowns went for 92, 11, 25, and nine touchdowns a season ago. Then you have Juju Smith-Schuster, the new guy in Kansas City, 74 and a half on the reception, 750 and a half on the receiving yards, six and a half on the touchdowns. Is there anything that stands out with either of those guys? I'd imagine you feel like Kelsey, given our earlier conversation on the extremes here, pretty accurate where he's at right now with those numbers. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, Kelsey had 134 targets last year, had 92 catches. You figure he'll be a big part of this offense once again. But it is a scenario to me where, you know, I think Juju Smith-Schuster could really surprise and, and have a much bigger year than people realize. It's like, does getting, you know, was he just bad and at the end of the line, or was he needing to get out of a situation in Pittsburgh where his game did not really suit anything about the quarterback he had thrown him the ball with, Ben Roethlisberger? That's that's probably the question. So you certainly seem to think the uh, the former there. It's just about look, you get it, get him, or I should say the latter. You get out of Pittsburgh, probably good things will happen. I think so. I also think I should have bet the full game over here in uh, Cardinals oh. Nationals. Three runs in the top of the six for the Cardinals. Of course, that's how it always works. It'll be the second time this week I've played a first five with a full game. <laughs> uh, six to one Cardinals there in the uh, sixth inning. We'll update those scores. Uh, continue the NFL discussion when we return right here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Jose Ramirez, two-run shot for Cleveland. The Guardians have a three-run lead, three-one lead there in Tampa Bay. It's... We talked about it. Half their lineup, Adam, is uh, basically among the worst in Major League Baseball and weighted on base. And it's like, yeah, there's one guy you might not want to throw a pitch to, especially with a runner on and two outs. And unfortunately, Jeffrey Springs did not get the memo. Well, the other Come guy on, you don't man. want to pitch to is Andres Jimenez, who has the RBI double. So what do we do in Tampa? Know, maybe, uh, maybe avoid the guys that can actually beat you. When the rest of the lineup is just woeful. Yeah. Maybe eh, there's a food for thought. So a three-run sixth inning as well for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, so for unfortunately for Adam Burke, yeah, quite that, a uh, quite a development in the Bronx as well. Yeah, Garrett Cole not sharp tonight. This was uh, the I don't know what I missed what the live number was. Um, I don't why did I, I forget what did you when your your last update? Do you remember what you it was what minus something thousand like three thousand or something? I think like that? so. And that wasn't even it was that lofty. It was pretty lofty. It was three nothing. Five spot in the in the fifth inning here for the Royals off of Garrett Cole. Whit Merrifield starts things off with an RBI base hit, and then Sal, Salvador Perez with a uh, with a three run homer. Man, and that was actually a a two run base hit first for Whit Merrifield, three run homer for Sal Perez. Five three Royals there in the yeah, bottom of the fifth inning. Right Man. now, yeah, the money line for the Yankees at uh, plus one twenty five. If you're interested in that on DraftKings, I know Kelly Bidlin would be. That would be a Kelly Bidlin staple. Live bet. So for minus three thousand to plus one twenty five in the in the blink of an eye. Might not oh, be a bad idea. It wouldn't be plus a bad 125. idea. I mean the Royals bullpen is awful. Yeah. It's been awful all year long. We also talked pre pre show a Yankee Blue Jay parlay tonight, pregame, which was I think Yankees in the four dollar mark. Blue Jays around minus three fifty. The be- if you looked at the best possible numbers you could have gotten, it would have been around a minus one fifty five parlay tonight. Yeah. Just those two teams. And the Blue Jays for the first five betters out there just took the lead in the bottom of the fourth on a Rymel Tapia RBI base hit. So two one there. Alec Mano has the bases loaded with two outs, top of the fifth. So a big old sweat right now. If you went, to, especially if you went Blue Jays run line, trying to trying to find a more palatable way to bet that Blue Jay game when they were north of a three dollar favorite tonight. So a big moment right there. Uh, and I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, they actually have, yeah, have the uh, bases loaded coming up right now. Javi Baez was just hit by a pitch a second ago to, uh, to load the bases. So and Lance Lynn's struggling again tonight. Really? Too. Gave up three already so far in two innings. Only two of them are earned. Three one A's there in the uh, bottom of yeah, the Yeah, Lance Lynn not oh. looking sharp again. Then, Adam, how about this? Austin Riley, three for three today, a home run and two doubles. At what point does he kind of get in this, the series consideration for that NL MVP? I mean, that's a price that we've seen dropping significantly. I know Jason Weingarten, our uh, World of Weingarten podcast host, got 70 to 1, I want to mm. say, on Austin Riley maybe a month or so ago. Uh, so that's obviously a, you know, you talk about betting into futures markets, trying to gain some equity on a ticket. That's obviously one right there. But I mean, Riley is. He was so good last year and yeah. nobody cared. It was right. so unfair. His, uh, that was a double. That was another double by him, I believe. It just made it to 5 2. Braves there in the bottom of the Talk about violent contact. That guy makes violent, violent contact. Violent. Violent uh, contact. Yeah, and it was a Stephen Piscotty three-run homer off of uh, Lance Lynn there top of the second to give the A's a 3-1 lead uh, in the south side of Chicago. The And then the Astros have one nothing lead on uh, Seattle right now. So maybe some of the Robbie Ray struggles continuing. It was an Ledmus Diaz solo homer there in the bottom of the second. We'll update all the scores, get all the live odds for you, and see if there's any other scoring in the next uh, 10 minutes here, because that's the next time we'll update those. Top of our next hour. Right now, though, we just did the AFC West receiving props. Let's do the NFC West here, Adam, and it's Cooper Cup, who was, uh, what, basically a catch away from 
becoming a 2,000-yard receiver a, a season ago. You think about how dynamic he was last year, 1947, so maybe a little more than a catch. But uh, doing that on 145 receptions a season ago, 16 touchdowns. Now, naturally, you wouldn't expect that to repeat. But what is your natural prediction here? Because he's at 111.5 on the receptions this season. You're looking at 1,300 and a half on the receiving yards, 11 and a half on the touchdowns this season after a, a historic year in which he led the NFL, won the Triple Crown and receiving leading the league in all three of those categories, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. What, what, what would be the baseline for you out of cup this year? Well, I mean, look, you know, I mean, this is a guy coming off of a historic year. He obviously got paid, so that's nice for him too. I think it's really intriguing to see how Allen Robinson fits into this offense here. You know, a veteran wide receiver, a guy who's really good at making contested catches and, you know, probably not going to be that much of a possession guy. Certainly they're going to rely on cup whenever they can. But I mean, you know, you see on the screen there, Allen Robinson, his line 71 and a half. Now, the guy that I would kind of look at is somebody like a Van Jefferson, where, you know, Cooper mm, cup is yeah. going to get a ton of attention. Allen Robinson, you could single cover him as long as you got a physical corner, but he's still a guy that makes a lot of those contested catches, like I just mentioned. But Van Jefferson's a guy that stepped up last year in the absence of Robert Woods, had 50 catches, had 89 targets. That's a guy that maybe, you know, defenses are just going to kind of forget about as the season goes along. But to your question about Cooper Cup, I mean, coming off of an historic year, you certainly expect a, a fair amount of regression, and that's what these lines kind of imply. But I'm not betting against the guy. I see no reason to bet against him. I mean, and that's a that's a significant drop off too. You're really going to say over 600 yards fewer, and I mean, same deal on the catches, nearly 30 less. And again, I get it, very very hard to duplicate that. But right. again, we're talking extremes here. These are not the ones we end up necessarily gravitating to. Well, 94 catches and 1,161 yards in 2019 with Jared Goff throwing to him. So yeah. this is this is probably the these lines are probably kind of the new normal for Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford, you know, with an offense that's going to be the same. You know, as I said, Liam Cohen comes back in as the offensive coordinator. Things won't really change a whole lot. I mean, you know, for Cooper Cup, he, he may stay under those just by virtue of having Allen Robinson there, having a good number two wide receiver because they didn't really have one after Robert Woods was injured. But again, I mean, obviously he has a rapport with Stafford. Speaking of guys who just got paid, there's that DK Metcalf guy in, in Seattle, Adam. But this is almost the flip here from Cup. So they give him all that money. He will be the highest paid wide receiver this current year by the salary metrics at the 31 million there for Metcalf. 66 and a half the reception prop, 900 and a half on the yardage, nine, uh, six and a half there on the touchdowns after last year his first 17 game season was at 967 and 12 yardage and touchdowns there on 75 catches. There's a part of me that would want to say, you know what, Are they, like they're going to try to figure out ways to get him the ball and just let him do things in space. 83 catches and 75 catches the last two years. 66, is that is that enough of an adjustment with bad quarterback play assumed here with Geno Smith and Drew Locke? That's the only way, place I would look at. I don't know how you could really talk yourself in, though, to the yards or the touchdowns, though, in any way, given what he's got under center there. Well, this is a challenging one because you have to think about this in terms of what are Seattle's goals for this season, right? They're not going to be a playoff team. So is the goal to be as bad as possible and get CJ Stroud and Bryce Young? Because when you look at this team, there's no reason for them to ever run the football because they're going to be trailing so much in every game that they play. So by volume, Metcalf may end up getting a lot of targets. The question is, can Geno Smith or Drew Locke get him the football? So this is one of those to me where I could actually make a case, despite bad quarterback play, that Metcalf could go over his receptions and over his receiving yards because they should be throwing 80% of the time yeah. in the second half this year. Even with only a only a 58% catch rate on his targets right. last year, pretty and that's with a guy like Russell Wilson. I, I agree, definitely feel, uh, feel the same way on the reception, specifically with him. It's just going to be like, yeah, what, at what point? I mean, because you, you, you always think with stuff like this, the Larry Fitzgerald, John Skelton combo years, where it was just like, what does the guy have to do? I mean, when for him in Arizona, he just had no nobody with any ability to throw him the football. That's why these are a little. It would be a little bit tougher to stomach. But I, I'm with you as far as that. It feels a little bit of an overadjustment just on the catches itself. That's right. And, and I think something else to, to point out here with regards to Metcalf is when you look at running backs, right? There are a lot of teams that utilize the running backs quite extensively in the passing game. Seattle is not one of them. 
Seattle does not use their running backs really at all when it comes to out of the backfield. I mean, DJ Dallas had 23 targets and 21 catches. Travis Homer had 16 catches. Alex Collins only had nine. Rashad Perry only or Penny only had six. They don't use the running backs in the passing game. So they're going to have to force feed the ball right. to a guy like Metcalf or to a Tyler Lockett, something like that, because they're going to have to throw it a ton. Could, to- could totally see that in Seattle this year. Anybody else on this list that uh, jump out to you here? Well, I mean, I wouldn't have a play one way or the other, but, you know, obviously you look at a guy like George Kittle and, and you really wonder what Trey Lance is going to do in that offense. You know, I mean, Kittle I purposely is, didn't bring up the Niners. Safety blanket, I don't know how you bet the Niner props with Lance know. at quarterback. I just don't see how you do. I, I don't know. I, and look, I mean, I watched Kyle Shanahan, you know, when, when he was the, uh, the head or the offensive coordinator for the Browns, I watched him get bad receivers open for below average quarterbacks. He's just that brilliant of a schemer. There's a chance that Lance in this offense is much better than a lot of people realize. We have Debo Samuel still yet to get his deal done, but we think he is the same agent as DK Metcalf. So that that deal should be right around the corner. He's got pretty hefty numbers this year too, at least on the the odds. 9.50.5 on the receiving yards. 70.5 catches there for Debo Samuel. Fun exercise, though. As always, we've still got a lot more to get to. One more hour of primetime action. It starts right after this here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN is here to help you learn more about sports betting. Sign up for our free daily newsletter at VEASAN.com forward slash email, and you'll get show highlights and expert insights every morning. That's VEASAN.com forward slash email. New to VEASAN, the best way to... New to VEASAN, the best way to... New to VEASAN, the best way to... New to VEASAN... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.